Does God care? Does God care about all the stuff that goes on in your life? Does He really care about all the stuff that goes on in your life? Does He care when your car breaks down? Does He care when you don't make the team? Does He care when that girl that you're crazy about and you finally tell her she friend zones you and calls you her brother in Christ? Does He care at those times? Does He care when the furnace quits? Does He care when you strike out and you lose the game even though the whole team was counting on you? Does He care when your toddler breaks that very special piece that you love, that trinket, and you had it in a very safe place you thought they could never reach it and they broke it and it's gone forever? Does He care when you feel disappointed and depressed or maybe just a little bit down? Does He care when you feel lonely and left out and excluded? Does He care when you cannot find your special stuffed animal, the one that you have to have to sleep with? Does He care when your favorite pet dies? Does God care about that? Does He care about the fact that you're nervous about that dental appointment you've got coming up later this week and you're just terrified thinking about going to it? Does He care when you studied really, really hard and you were sure you were ready for the test, but you still failed? Does He care that the college that you had your heart set upon that you really wanted to get in rejected you and you'll not be going there? Does He care when there's some significant milestone in your life? I mean, something that you achieved and nobody noticed it, nobody mentioned it, nobody celebrated it. Nobody even noticed. Does He care when you keep getting passed over for the promotion at work? Does He care when that meal that you slaved over and you were going to make it a very special thing for your family and you followed the recipe to the tea, it, it, it burnt and they didn't like it anyway? Does God care at times like that? Does He care that you ripped your favorite pair of pants. I mean, you, it's just a big old rip and, and they're not going to be able to be worn anymore. Th does He care that you have no idea how in the world you're going to make it through this month financially? You just don't know. You, you've gotten maybe some unexpected expenses and, and you don't know how you're going to pay for it. Or maybe you're worried about the fact that you're not going to be able to pay, you think, for your kids to go to college. Does He care about that? You know, the way that we answer questions like these tells us a lot about what we really believe about God. Whether or not we say, yes, He cares about these things or no, He doesn't. I'm afraid that people have the idea in their mind that God only cares about certain things. God cares about things like cancer and missions and Christian service. Some people kind of think, I think, that there are big things in life that God cares about and there are little things that He doesn't care about. But the real question I have is, who makes that list? Who determines what are the big things and what are the little things anyway? While it is true that God cares about cancer and missions and Christian service, He also cares about what brings you care. He cares when you're bummed because that guy didn't ask you out. He cares when the A.C. goes out in your pickup truck. He cares when you lose your car keys and you can't find them and you have no idea where they are. In fact, I want to convince you today using the Bible, not my word, not my ideas, 
but using God's word itself. I want to convince you that God cares about whatever brings you care because God cares about you and God cares about all of you. There's no big stuff versus little stuff in today's message, okay? Get that off the table. He cares about it all. Why? Because he cares about you and he cares about all of you. Not just this part, not just that part. He cares about all of you. And He cares about what brings you care. I'm calling today's message, as you see on the screen, a truth that you need for 2023. A truth you need for 2023. Now, I don't know if you memorize Scripture or not. I would encourage you to. The Bible encourages us to memorize Scripture. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against God. I treasure the scriptures that I have hidden in my heart. I'm so thankful for them. I need to add more to them. And I don't know if you've ever even memorized many verses or any verses, but I want to encourage you to consider memorizing this verse for 2023. I believe it's a verse that you need. I believe it's a truth that you need for 2023. Now I'm going to give it to you here in the New King James. It's only 11 words. And so I'm not giving you a big assignment to memorize it, but it's up to you. But whether you memorize it or not, I hope it will grab your heart. I hope it will help you. The verse I'm talking about is none other than 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, which simply says, Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Now this is a verse for the new year, but really it's a verse for every year and every day. Why? Well, several reasons, I think, as we think about it. First of all, because life is filled with cares and worries. Life is filled with cares and worries. If you're above the age of three or four or five and somewhere around there, maybe a little bit older, you've learned that already. Life is filled with cares and worries. Depending on which translation you have in your lap today, your translation may say anxiety or worry, and that's the idea. Um, it's the idea of having cares, anxieties, and worries. This is not the proper care and concern that we ought to have for things in our life. No, this is anxiety. This is worry. This is fretfulness. These are things that kind of weigh us down and wear us down and grind away at our joy. I imagine that a lot of us brought something like uh, this in with us today. We were honest. You brought some cares with you. This morning, I read this past week about a boy who was out ice fishing. Now, I like to fish from time to time. In fact, Graham and I, we went fishing this past Monday. We didn't catch anything, but we went fishing nonetheless, had a good time. But I've never gone ice fishing. You know, ice fishing is a whole other ball game. People get out there and sometimes they have buildings or they'll drive out and they'll take a, an auger and they'll drill down through layers of ice and then they'll take their line and drop it in that little bitty hole. And wait for that. I don't like fishing that much to freeze to death to do it, I'll be honest with you. But this little boy, he was ice fishing. And they said he was catching fish, just catching them one after another after another. If you've ever been fishing, I remember growing up going fishing um, down on the piers at the coast. We used to go out to the Outer Banks where I grew up. It was easier to go out that way. And I remember staying up all night. That's one of the most fun things to do as a boy, stay up all night. That you ever notice when you're out on the pier, you're somewhere fishing, and you start catching them, you ever notice how people kind of migrate your way? You're like, get away from me. This is my place. But this, this kid is catching fish after fish after fish. And so finally an old man asked the boy what his secret was. You know, you gotta, we do that, don't we? You know, what are you using for bait? What are you using over there? This old man asked this boy what was he using for 
you know, what is, what's your secret? And the kid bent down and he spit something out of his mouth. He spit something out of his mouth. And he, and he wiped off his lips and looking up at the man, he said, I keep my worms warm. <laughs> now, some of you don't like catching fish that much if you're willing to do that. You keep your worms warm. But some of us do that with our cares and our anxieties and our worries. We keep them warm. We keep them near us all the time. We hold on to them. We think about them. We worry about them. We fret about them. Sometimes we talk to other people about them. There's plenty to go around, right? If we were to take a moment and we were to start here on the front row with Pastor Larry and work our way back, I imagine we'd come up with all kinds of worries and cares and concerns and things to be concerned about and fret about and worry about. Charles Stanley said problems are inevitable in life. They're woven into the fabric of our day-to-day living. Life is filled with cares and worries. Almost sometimes it feels like a fresh bat shows up at our door on a daily basis. And so the truth of the matter is we've got to do something with these cares and worries. We've got to do something with them. And, and really, as, as humans, we try different things when it comes to the cares and the worries and the concerns and the anxieties of life, sometimes when we have worries and cares, what we try to do is we try to ignore them. We just try to kind of ignore them. Just pretend that they do not exist. And maybe by pretending they don't exist, maybe they'll go away. And usually that's not the best plan because instead of going away, a lot of times when we have something that's really a care, a concern, an anxiety, when we ignore them, instead of going away, instead of ceasing to exist, what happens? They get worse or they begin to grow and before long we've got even a bigger mess on our hands. So we can't just ignore them. And so what we do sometimes is some people just decide, well, I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to worry about the care and concern and the anxiety. I'm going to worry about them. Someone described worry as whispering into your ear, worry whispering to your ear, let's pretend that God doesn't exist and play the what-if game. You ever played the what-if game? I can tell you that it's not a fun game, the what-if game. We begin to think about various scenarios and what if this happens, what if that happens. And it's not a fun game. Why? Because things get negative really, really fast when we start playing that game. We don't usually go towards the positive and think about what wonderful things could happen. We go worse and worse and more and more negative and deeper and down we go playing the what-if game as we worry and fret about the anxieties and the cares of life. Sometimes when a care comes along, we decide to, to bear it and to figure it out. And so a care, anxiety, a problem comes along and, and, and we decide to take matters into our own hands. We decide to bear the load ourselves. And so we, we decide we're going we're gonna to tackle this. And maybe we go to work right away trying to figure out how to overcome it. Before long, if we're honest, we kind of look like that little second grader walking down the hall at school with an 80-pound backpack on their back. You ever seen them? They can't get out of the car and they stagger along. They've got, the, the backpack weighs more than they do. And they're staggering down with that heavy load down the hallway. And beloved, they were not made to bear such a load. And neither are we. We're not made and 
equipped to bear the load of the cares of life and the anxieties of life and the worries of life on our own. Some things are bigger than us. We saw that this past week as we watched, if you saw clips or watched the game, the Buffalo Bills game, where DeMar Hamlin went down with cardiac arrest. And he's there if you saw any of the clips of that game. And, and what happened right away? You saw the other players there felt very helpless. And what did they do? They went down on their knees. And they cried. And they prayed. And they hugged each other. And they supported each other. They realized that they were helpless. They realized that there's nothing they could do themselves. All they could do is cry out to God. Because there are some things in life that are bigger than us. There are some things in life we can't handle. We were not equipped to handle them. We were not made to handle them. It's important for you to notice this verse as you memorize it, as you study it, that it's really part of another verse. Did you notice that? You notice that it starts, it kind of picks up the, the, the sea of casting is small because it's a continuation of the previous verse. The, the sentence actually starts back in verse number 6 if you look there. And I want you to notice what it says in verse 6. It says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him for He cares for you. This brings us to the best option that we need to do when we have cares and worries and anxiety. And that is we need to humble ourselves, as verse 6 says, and we need to give those concerns, those anxieties, those things that we're fretting about, we need to give them to God. That word in verse number 7 that starts our verse is very interesting. It's the word casting. When I hear the word casting, perhaps you do as well. I think about fishing. I think about casting. And when you're casting something, you're taking whatever it is, the bait, and you're throwing it somewhere else. You're casting it. The idea is to throw. In fact, they tell me that the Greek word that's translated casting here is only used one other time in the New Testament. And the other time that it's used, you know what's going on? It's describing when the Lord's disciples took their cloaks and threw them on the donkey as a saddle for Jesus. That's the word, that's the idea. They took off their cloak and they threw it up on the donkey that Jesus might have a saddle to ride on. It's the idea to throw. I find it very interesting how the Lord um, orders this and, and describes this. It's not just give, although it is the idea of giving, but it's the idea of throwing off or casting off or getting rid of. There's intention about it. When you throw something, there's effort put behind it. There's intention. They took off their cloak and they threw it up on the donkey. They took it off themselves and put it on the donkey. It's the idea of throwing it off yourself and throwing it on someone else. And that's the idea of what Jesus is saying here. I want you to throw off your cares, your concerns, your worries. I want you to throw them off yourself and I want you to throw them on me. That's what we're supposed to do with our cares, our worries, and our anxieties. Think about it another way. Hand the heavy backpack to Him. You know, if you were to be in the hallway, as that little second grader comes along, and, and you see them struggling under the weight of that 80-pound backpack. I mean, they don't even weigh 80 pounds of struggling down. You may walk up to them and say, Hey, can I carry that for you? And if you do that, they, they have a choice to make. And they may look up to you with their little sweet face and their big eyes. 
And they're going to think about something. They're going to think about you. Can they trust you to carry their backpack? Do they know you, number one? And can they trust you? You might be the school bully. They're not going to give you their backpack. You might be a total stranger. More than likely, they're not going to give you the backpack. But if there's someone, if you're someone that they know and they trust, and there's someone they know that they could safely give you the backpack, they could choose to slip it off and hand it to you. To you and you, being strong, you, being able, can bear that backpack, take them where they're going, and set it down and bless them. But they'll only give it to you if they trust you. And it could be you're sitting here this morning and you're wondering the same thing about God. Can I really trust God to bear my burdens? Can I really trust God to handle my anxiety? Can I really give this to God and trust Him in this? Well, can I just share with you this tremendous truth, beloved? God cares about you and everything that concerns you. God cares about you. Yes, I'm talking to you. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you. God cares about you and everything that concerns you. It was J. Sidlow Baxter who pointed out that we have two types of care in this verse. Did you notice that? Did you notice that the word care is used twice? And there are two different types of care. The first one is anxious care. That word says casting all our care upon Him. All your cares, all our worries, all our anxieties. That's anxious care. We don't want that. But the second type of care here is affectionate care. And that's God's care for us. Casting all your care upon Him for He cares for you. First part of the verse, anxious, loaded down, worried, fretful, descending in the depths. The second part, affectionate care. I love you. Give me the burden. Let me bear it. Let me help you. Let me sustain you. Let me minister to you. Did you notice how personal? Now, I'm trying to convince you from the verse, from the Scripture. Did you notice how personal the verse is? It says what? Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. I'm talking about personal. Your care. What you're bearing this moment. What you're dealing with. What you're worried about. What you're anxious about. We're not talking in generalities. We're talking about personal. Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. And did you notice that it's not only personal, it's complete? The Bible says here what? Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. So let's go back to the beginning. I asked you some things maybe you never thought about. Does God care when you lose your car keys? Does God care when you lose your stuffed animal? Does God care when you're rejected by that person that you really want to get to know better? Does God care when you fill in the blank? Well, when I read the Scripture, what does it say? It doesn't say casting some of your cares. It doesn't say casting big health scares. But actually it does say that, right? Because it says what? All. That's big, little, everything in between. Never how you want to define it. Whatever is a care for you, whatever is a concern for you, whatever brings you anxiety and worry or could bring it to you, 
is a care for you. And because it's a care for you and God cares about you and all that concerns you, then God's concerned about it as well. None are excluded. None are refused. He wants you to bring all of them to him, whether they seem big or little, it doesn't matter. Now remember it says what here? We're to cast them on him. We're throwing them on Jesus. And we're not only casting them and throwing them on him, when you throw it on him, and here's where we struggle sometimes, you've got to leave it with him. A lot of times what we like to do as believers is we'll throw it on him and then we'll go get it and take it back. Maybe not right away. But sometime maybe tomorrow. We'll give it to the Lord today, but then tomorrow, next thing you know, it's back in our hands. To really cast it upon Him means that I give it to Him and I leave it with Him. And not only the care, the concern, the worry, but also the outcome. What's going to come of it? Paul said it this way in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. <laughs> Read that again. Did you hear that? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You talk about a powerful, amazing command and promise. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. Give it to the Lord. And He's going to give you a peace that's beyond understanding. And He's going to guard your heart and guard your mind. We're talking about worry and fretfulness and anxiousness. And a lot of that goes on where? Right here in our minds. And God wants to guard our minds from that. And so you need this truth. In 2023, you need to know beyond the shadow of doubt that God cares for you. God cares about all of you. So I want you to forever get out of your mind this idea, well, God really cares about my church life, but God doesn't care about my school work, or God doesn't care about my home life, or God doesn't care about my work life. He cares about all of you. And whatever is a concern for you, He's concerned about it. And He wants you to bring that concern and give it to Him. And you say, well, preacher, this is good preaching and hard living. I understand that. And sometimes this is easier to talk about than it is to do. Because in all honesty, let's just be honest about it, sometimes we like our worries and our fretfulness and our anxiousness. Did you know that there are people who actually like their problems, I think? In fact, if you were to offer to solve their problems, they'd probably refuse you. Because they like it because that's kind of become their life and their identity and what they focus on. And God doesn't want us living that way. He wants our focus and our identity to be Christ and Him magnified in our lives. So here's what I want to do, and I've left plenty of time to do this. Christian, I want us to do this right now. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take just a few minutes. And I want you right now where you are. Now, now I would encourage this on a regular basis in, in a normal group because this could really, really go south as a preacher, okay? I just go up to people and say, well, tell me all your problems. <laughs> I get told enough problems. So here, here's what I want to do. I want you to think about right now, this is personal. What is it that's weighing you down right now? What cares did you bring with you to church today? What is it that you're fighting of anxiousness and worry and fretfulness? 
What is it that keeps you awake at night, tossing and turning? What is it that you're worried about first thing in the morning? What's happening this week? It could be something this week. It could be something that's coming next month. It could be coming years from now. It could be something that happened in the past. You're worried about it. You're fretful about it. Or you're tempted to. Or you're constantly battling it. Now, we have a choice to make this morning. We're standing there with our heavy backpack. Our Heavenly Father is coming and saying, My child, I will take that from you. I will bear that for you. We have a choice to make. We can hold on to the backpack. We can struggle along in our life. We can let it weigh us down and beat us down and be loaded down with that. Or we can hand it to the Father. The choice is yours, Christian. The choice is yours. I want to encourage you in the next few minutes as we do this together to let him have the backpack. To honestly say, Lord, this thing has got me. I feel the weight. I feel the burden. I'm worried about this. I'm anxious about this. I, I, I battle this. Lord, you know. I want to give it to you today. And not only give it to you, I want to leave it with you. So here's what I want us to do in the next few minutes. Right where you are. Don't pack up to go home. Don't do anything to distract others. I want you to bow in prayer right where you are. Just close your head. Not close your head. Don't close your head. Close your eyes and bow your head, all right? And right where you are, this is a personal conversation. Remember, he says, I want you to cast all your care upon me, for I care for you. And he wants it all. And I want to give you an opportunity where you are this morning to talk to the Lord. Some of you got some things coming up this week. And man, it's hard not to worry about it. Give it to him. So I'm going to be quiet. Here's what I want you to do. In your seat, I want you to go through it with him. It may be a long list, but whatever it is, give the care to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Let him bear it. I'm going to give you some time. I'm going to be quiet. You're praying there in your seat. Nobody's distracting. I'm going to be praying here for my needs. All right? Let's do it together.